Recording. Hey. Ah. <laughs> so I don't know if you pay attention to when I post the podcast, but usually like, I try. I try and like pay attention to like, oh, Jamie threw the thing up. I should share it, and or I should review something because I might be a little concerned about something maybe that I've said at some point. <laughs> Uh, well, it was rather late last week because yeah. um, Adobe updated a whole bunch of software, including Adobe Premiere. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, <clears throat> whenever I rendered out the video version, it it farted out. It couldn't figure out how to play it. So I had to <laughs> render it like five different times. Yeah. And like, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. So I think what might happen is like, uh, once this is done, once we're done here, I might just put it up tonight. Tonight being okay. Tuesday night. Okay. So, like, cool. It'll show up whenever. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't actually edit the thing, so I don't know why I wait. <laughs> to be honest with you, it was one of those like because you handle absolutely everything on the technical side of this thing. <laughs> I have never and will never say a word about when it goes up. Other than if I just don't see it at all and be like, "Hey, is everything okay?" But like. <laughs> When someone else handles everything, don't bitch. Like, that's just a fucking general rule. Like, if you're ever part of a project and you are doing the bare minimum portion of it, don't fucking complain. Like, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't be the guy. Don't be that guy. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I, I used to, I used to try to be strategic about when I posted it, but I don't, I don't think I don't think it matters. I, I so. think realistically, people pick it up whenever they pick it up, and when a new episode drops, if you're interested in watching or listening, you listen to it then, and yeah. you probably refresh your podcast feeds or you check your YouTube, uh, you know, uh, subscriptions or whatever it is, and you're like, oh, rad, cool. They're There's there. another episode, right? They're and there. you just the you put it into the listening queue and you listen to it whenever. And like people like a bit of consistency for the most part, but because we don't do this for a living. We don't post as consistently as we probably could. So the idea of people being like, fuck yeah, it's Thursday. We're going to have an episode. It's like, no, no, <laughs> no, my dude. I'm sorry. Like, mm -mm, not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So I, I think I'm just going to, when, when it's done, when uh, Zoom is done recording and all that kind of stuff, I'll just upload it. Cause I don't edit this podcast. I don't, I don't know if you know this, Brandon. Yeah, but I don't edit this podcast. For wait, shit. wait, hang on. <laughs> you mean that you don't spend hours afterward rewatching the entirety of the podcast, clipping out anything that might be questionable content for anyone else, you know, <laughs> that may get a certain somebody in trouble. And, you know, you might want to come back and ask me like, hey, you sure you want to say this? And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we like to say things and, you know, what have you. So um, <laughs> I'm a firm believer of talk shit, get hit, and I am ready to be punched in the face on a daily on a I mean, daily some some people edit their podcast to get rid of pregnant pauses or us or dumb or, or like and that's that kind of great. shit. Like, I, I hate to say it this way until until Jamie Noguchi gets paid to do this. <laughs> and I and I, I say this very specifically until Jamie Noguchi gets paid. To do <laughs> I don't even think that's a conversation <laughs> We're uh yeah, we, we we're not sponsored. We don't have the um, 
no. ball trimmer sponsor that no, the I, main no, podcast no, I, it, this is the thing is like look at me right now i am not the poster boy for manscaped i'm not <laughs> i know i'm not hard hard knock a uh, hard knock life has a has a manscaped sponsorship do so, they really yeah so like Shit. Hearing, hearing keith talk about his balls every week is very strange <laughs> I mean, is it is it weirder if we talk about his balls? <laughs> I, good point. Good I, point. I'm just I'm just good asking point. the question. Very good point. Very good. You know, point. I I I get the idea that that Manscaped is already a sponsor, but you know who we don't have as a sponsor, Jamie? Meundies.com. See, Meundies <laughs> really tends to cradle the boys, and whether you spend a whole lot of time. Just, you know, head streaming or, or cleaning up your thicket or trying to brush Bambi out of there doesn't really matter if you're using MeUndies.com. See, they're not the sort of company that discriminates based on the thickness of the thicket, and which is an ironic word to use for my junk. But, you know, <laughs> thanks to the comfort of MeUndies.com, not only do I have the support I need for the daily activities that I get into, and boy howdy, does your boy get into some activities, <laughs> but also provides me the cooling sensation of having a great pair of underwear at a reasonable price. <laughs> so, Jamie, what I'm telling both the listeners and our boss is that if you log on to MeUndies.com, hit the offer code in the top, type fucking do a cast, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Then, get angry Go down to the bottom for the contact us form and be sure to tell them that you want to use our offer code. We don't have one yet, but we should. And that starts with you. Um, Meundies.com. We can do it with you. Uh, if we did get a sponsorship from Meundies. Or would, anyone, because I will fucking sell my, We've <laughs> talked about this before in previous yeah. episodes. I will get a tramp stamp with a Ford logo if they want to buy me a new car. Would would you sweeten the deal with a boudoir uh, photo shoot of of their uh, products? Uh, uh, you you mean a broudoir? A broudoir, uh, a broudoir yeah, photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're asking me, will I spend the next six weeks just doing nothing but fucking squats and curls to tighten the pro <laughs> areas up? Yeah, yeah. You boy will hundred percent tasteful, <laughs> tasteful boudoir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I got yeah, the I'm, gear. I'm here. Now, we'll shoot it. Now, we'll shoot now it. Jamie, now, Jamie, I have to ask an important question because it feels a little weird on this network, me being the only one in my underpants. So <laughs> I need to know that you're down to clown with me. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. You're in? You're I'll in? If, All if, right. we get, if we get it, we'll, I'll do it. All right. That's in. That That's it. Honestly, just for the power stance of you and me shirtless doing the whole like uh predator fucking hand slap like <laughs> yeah that'd be great yeah yeah that'd be fucking great <laughs> i'm i'm here for all of this we can do uh we can do a terrible photoshop and i'll hold you up like the begin like the on the top of the titanic or whatever it is just hold you up in the air yeah it'll be fucking great yeah oh man it reminds me of the early days of web comics where people would get their girlfriends to pose in product and then oh Jesus, and yeah. then they would break up and then uh somebody would regret things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if I wanted that online. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That that makes a lot of sense, but you know, uh we're not penny arcade, so fuck it. Um I I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, come get me packs. Like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know. but yeah, I, I have no regrets. I'm here to, to shoot some tasteful photos and 
you know, Jamie, I only put my name on the podcast, so there's no way that anyone who knows me is going to be able to find these photos later <laughs> on. And that's why I'm suggesting that if we do it, we do a fucking calendar. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If yeah, we're yeah. going to do it, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and right now it's theoretical, so it's it's not going to happen. But it's if perfectly it happens, fine. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm here for it. Look, boss, I know you listen to the podcast, so I need you to grease the wheels here. All right. <laughs> I need you to make this happen. All right. We you boy, <laughs> you boys got a country mile of real estate back here. And if you got yourself a manscape, you could literally write the names of multiple podcasts into my back. <laughs> You are missing out, missing out. We should uh, we should internally put a, a reserve limit. You know how like if you put something on eBay and it starts yeah. low, but you have a reserve. Yeah. We should put a money like you and I in our heads. We should put a monetary number that we need to reach before that happens. But that, that's that's fine. I'm going to let you work out yeah. this with the boss. But here's what yeah. I'm saying right now. Like, like, look, first pass. Jamie's been doing this for years without any compensation. So here's my proposal. <laughs> I am here to show up. At a date that I am not actually working, so an unpaid day, weekends and or evenings, predetermined, scheduled in advance, give me at least three <laughs> weeks notice. I will show up to an undetermined location for a photo shoot. You can carve whatever you like into my back and all proceeds go to that man, Jamie Noguchi. <laughs> Second round, we end up getting some sort of following. That's when your boy wants a payday. But the <laughs> first one goes to that man. He deserves the fucking paycheck. <laughs> I look, I got I got to call it the way I see it. You have been doing this thanklessly for years and it is about time you got compensated. <laughs> you have been more than generous to me. It's the actual least I can do is by getting shirtless and letting someone carve podcast names into my back hair. Nice. It's the only time my back hair will compensate anyone ever. <laughs> so it's about time it should be you. We need we need there to be a, a nerds of color con so that we can do a live <laughs> from the show a live, a live shaving yeah a live shaving or something yeah. i don't know <laughs> live from the new jersey former locker factory <laughs> yeah we should, we should home of there. previous gamex shows gamex <laughs> jesus christ oh my yep. god yep. all right brandon uh we're gonna start do it <laughs> Gamex, <laughs> well, none of the other console touches now that we don't have that that sweet art fight uh, notification. So we got to reach out to what we can get, Jamie. I Fucking think we can get a spot at that locker factory. Game I don't X. know if anything's going to be going on, but we can get a table. So I, I'm, uh, I'm assuming some of the people listening to us know about art fight but let me tell you how bad gamex was the, <laughs> our fucking contact the woman who was contacted in contact with us when we showed up to the show stormed out of the front door saying i quit before we the show even started we were scheduled to go on at 10 a.m the show opened at 11 a.m brandon chalmers do you see 
a problem with this, and it was not a daylight savings thing. <laughs> um, wait, hang on. Is this the official show goes on? So we had like early release and no, hour. Before? There was there was no early release. Our okay. scheduled time to perform was ten o'clock. The doors to the convention, and there was no there was no VIP, no nothing. The doors see, of the convention opened at eleven. See, I'm a morbid fuck, and I have <laughs> never. Even in our best Kineticon days, viewed a convention as a moneymaker. It's always been a fun way to hang out with my friends. So the idea of them scheduling us before everything opens means I'm playing to any vendor I can get the attention of. So like, I am literally, I can tell you right now, I am setting up the rig, letting all of you do sound check, and I'm pacing around trying to find one vendor that I can see from stage and see the booth number. So this way I can be like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and especially booth 134. I am looking at you, the lady who makes the knit shields. I am Brandon Chalmers. And this is super art fight. I'm going to play a show just for you. Maybe your neighbor, maybe your neighbor, and maybe that guy over there who I happen to be Riding and rooming with and just <laughs> fucking dig in because I've got an hour of yucking it up and doing one of two things, making everyone in the con all, like come to my side of this is going to be a fucking thing to so strap in. We all have a awful weekend ahead of us. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Or yes. catching the hairiest of eyeballs from fucking everyone the rest of the weekend and i will absolutely as i as i reinforce when we were talking about the one person who gave us the down vote on on the youtube rating i will backstroke through the jacuzzi that of awkwardness that i can create and just fucking sun in it Worth i it. could buy a folding chair literally like one of those reclining ones set it up on front of the art fight booth, go fucking guts akimbo and just <laughs> lay out and have one of those reflective things on the fluorescent lights and be happier than a pig in shit, knowing that I'm making everyone else fucking uncomfortable because <laughs> we're all dealing with a convention where we are performing at a former lacquer, locker factory in fucking New Jersey. If you are taking this seriously, you are doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, well, Brandon, with that in mind, I want you to imagine, if you will, take yourself yeah. back a few years to that locker factory in upstate New I, Jersey. That I was not there for. By that the you way. were not this there for. Before my time. It was actually, it was actually, we were told it was in Philadelphia. That is not. Oh, true. it was in Philadelphia. I apologize. It was in, it was in the greater Philadelphia area. Oh, next, that's right. It was the Greater Philadelphia Expo, next, wasn't ne it? Next to a place called The Dump, which was next to a sewage treatment plant. Now, The Dump is interesting because The Dump was a vintage store that you could buy okay. like, furniture. Right. So they had, they had some cool shit in there. Kind of cool. Very, very Philly. Yeah. Um, but imagine, okay. imagine, if you will, we have been booked to perform our shitty podcast in front of what they have told us was going to be a 30,000 30, attendee type occasion. When we get to the venue, our contact quits. We set up for our show to begin at 10 o'clock. Doors are not open. 
Virgil is maybe setting up his table down the street or somewhere like that, but we have no one to play to except for con staff and everyone else lining up for our, for, you know, setting up their own booths. Brandon Chalmers, please introduce us to a con that has not yet opened. Are you ready? I said, Random Con, are you ready? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and absolutely everyone in between who can hear the sound of my dulcet tones, please grab your eggs and rub your legs. It is 10 a.m. in the morning. It is time for breakfast, and it is time for the fucking do a cast brought to you by your friends of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. That's right, the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. That means NOC is in nerds of color. And because we're in the greater Philadelphia area, there are not many of those people around. So please <laughs> find a buddy. The buddy system is activated. Make your way to the stage. We will not be able to project our voices this hard the entire show. I will drown out my co-host with the mo-host because my name is Brandon Chalmers. I am one half of the fucking do it cast and my friend, my bestie, the reason I am here, I ride his coattails because he stands up and wrestles the biggest fucking jacket with 40 foot tails with my big ass dragon on the back. He is the innovator, the originator, the dominator, the creator of the fucking do a cast. He is Jamie, angry Zen master, Naguchi. Put some damn stank on the name because once again, the doors are not open and I'm going to give a big wave to the one guy hanging out out front of the expo center. I see you friend. The show will be over before you come in, but please <laughs> hear me. Give me a big thumbs up through the glass. Jamie, he gave me a thumbs up. I think yeah. you can kind of hear me. Let's kick the tires and let the fires. Let's start this motherfucker. Here we go. Woo! Woo! Goodness. <laughs> Hello, members of the Guild Show. That's not Felicia Day. They were there too, except for Felicia Day. It was too big to come out for the show. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> man. I fucking love it. I fucking love uh, that we have our own spinal tap moments in our history. <laughs> this shit is great. This shit is fucking I mean, great. it makes sense because honestly, like for as great as we've had interactions with people who have worked and or run uh, big conventions, a lot of them are people who have nothing else going on. And this is their moment to be in charge. Yep. And what you learn very quickly is they should not be in charge no. of anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> and in turn, when they get flustered or I don't know, real life shit happens, they don't know what to do. And then they get mad at you for being able to think faster and move more dynamically than they do. I get it. But also fucking shit's happening live. Like, yeah. If you've got a better idea, by all means, don't stand there with your thumb up your ass with a room full of people and tell us that, hey, uh, the con closed. Like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Get, no. It, get it done. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you, Otacon. 
grab your eggs and rub your legs. I've never I've heard said- that before. <laughs> I literally, as you were brushing up, I'm going, it's 10 a.m. I need breakfast meats and I need body parts. I got to figure something out. What yeah. rhymes with bacon? No, bacon's no good. What's wrong with sausage? No, not doing that. Okay. Eggs and legs are what I got. Do I have anything better? Literally, like, as you're, as you're bringing me in, I'm going, we're going with eggs and legs. We're going with eggs and legs. All right, let's just commit fucking hard. Rub your eggs and rub your legs. <laughs> I... Who knows? The yolks might be very good for your skin. I, I'm just saying, yeah, like I, I, I was trying to find something to rhyme, rhyme with toast. Really, I wanted to go with bagels, but I didn't want to go with like bagels and legals. Like that didn't feel nearly as good. <laughs> Kegels or something. Kegels, right. Yeah, like yeah. There, there's not a whole lot that, at least off the top of my head, bagels was the right breakfast food with the <laughs> wrong body part. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Brandon Chalmers, what Sir. have you been geeking on? Uh, so I quit my job last week. Um, yeah. So, uh, what I've been geeking on is, uh, being one of the many people who refuses to be underpaid and underappreciated. And, uh, I don't want to get too deep into it because I don't want to cause any sort of unnecessary issues with anyone who I used to work with or what have you. But the important takeaway I can give you is if you're working a job and it is tough, and you are getting beat on, take a look at your situation. It still might not be the right time to leave. And that's okay. But what it is, is the right time to start looking. And it is a fucking market out there. Mm. You can find a good job that most likely pays more, at the very least, pays laterally, that gives you a bit more compensation. Right? Employers are looking to hire people who want to work and do a good job. I get the idea. There are a fucking ton of jobs out there that are still underpaying and want to complain about how they can't find the right people and blah, blah. Ignore them. You recognize them. You go to apply for them. You know what they fucking are. You see the warning signs. And if you don't see them there, ask the questions in the interview. This is the time for you to be able to ask some very honest questions. Why is the position vacant? Is the position a meat grinder? What's the real schedule? What are your expectations to be? When do you expect to have reviews? What's the compensation plan? Can we work out some sort of review system in six months? Like, where where are you at? Because you can be genuinely upfront about this. If you've got a job, even if it's kind of a shit one, you can tolerate it. You have the leverage of being able to stay there, interview ask a difficult question. And honestly, if somebody gets cagey about giving you an honest answer, ask yourself the question, is that who you want to work for? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be a dickhead about it or anything, but you can ask the question and find a better position that is right for you. And this is also true in relationships. Feel free to go back a little while. And uh, because I see these in my own timeline pop up. Your boy went through this with his own marriage. Yeah. It's an important factor of taking a look at everything and going, am I being mistreated? Am I being appreciated the way that I'd like? Am I happy? Is this person on board with my long-term goals and or am I on board with their long-term goals? And another question that's an uncomfortable one is, do they have long-term goals? (laughs) And this is also true of your employer. Yeah. Like, do they see a future for you? If it's 
Keep working exactly where you are, and we'll talk about whether or not you're going to get possibly a 6% cost of living raise in two years, which means you're already going to be a year behind losing income. Maybe it might not be the best place for you. If the benefits are great and you're seeing all these other positives and you can take the hit financially as far as not raising the salary, okay. Okay. Like I, I can totally hear that. There's a certain argument where it's like, I don't want to be fucked with. I just want to be able to kind of unwind and decompress. Right now with everything going on with COVID and everything, like I get it. I totally fucking get it. A lot of people don't want to add to their stress. But if you're willing to take a chance on yourself and be honest with yourself and go and look for things, you can go and do that. And um, in my own personal case, I will go as far as saying, don't let an employer guilt you into forcing them to do a review. And then when you go to leave, give you a hard time and basically call you a bitch for not going to get your money. Whoa. <laughs> oh yeah. And then don't especially be an employer and pull this bullshit. And when you're told I'm not going to argue with you over what you'd agreed upon, I'm just going to take my services elsewhere. Don't be all what the fuck, man, because you're not going to win this argument. You make a commitment to somebody, you follow through. You don't follow through. Don't expect people to fucking fall out and chase after you. Your bitch ass ain't that important. It's not. <laughs> it sounds like things have occurred since last we spoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we can talk about this after the podcast, but that one I definitely don't mind because a lot of other people have been in the situation where they're promised something and they're made to feel guilty that they didn't browbeat their fucking boss into doing their job. Yeah, that's not Fuck cool. that. That's not Fuck cool. that. Yeah. I don't mind saying it. I don't mind saying it for a future employer. Look, if you make a commitment to me, an Outlook fucking calendar invite, if you expect me to keep track of a calendar of multiple deadlines every week and make you a ton of fucking money, don't be fucking surprised when I'm bitter that you missed one calendar invite that you didn't bother to set. Yeah. And then when I bring it up to somebody, don't fucking blow me off and make it my fault. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. I, I think, I think for too long, the workforce has let employers browbeat them over the head and ignore them because it's, it's, it's a privilege to work here. No, 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 no. If you're, if you're making that company millions of dollars and you're still pulling down, not that you don't know them shit. No, no, it's, but also there, you don't even have to be making the millions of dollars because there are a lot of thankless jobs that just keep the wheels moving. Yeah. So this way you can go and do this thing. But the bottom line is, is in my case, I was in a small place that didn't have many employees that I didn't think it was all that difficult. And by comparison to my calendar, okay, look, it, here's the reality. If you work for some large place, better than average chances, they have your review scheduled. They have it scheduled in advance. They've talked about it. There've been meetings for it because they have things, their HR department has people that they have to report to to show that they're doing their job. Yep. No one is at the top. Yep. But these medium and small companies tend to get away with this shit where they're like, oh, sorry, we got wrapped up. I'm not fucking hearing that. I'm not. And most importantly, when an employer goes to another manager about it, don't blow them off. 
if you don't expect them to leave later on. Yeah. <laughs> like it's that fucking simple. Yeah. It is I, that yeah. simple. I don't know why people are, are, are surprised people are leaving. They're just, they're sick of taking your shit. Yeah. They, they want to be treated well. I'm yeah. not even talking about money or compensation in other ways or other demands or whatever. It's just people want to know that you're putting the same and or half of the effort in that they are when yeah. they're in the office five days a week and you're not in the office for four fucking oh. months. Don't be surprised when they're pissed off at you for not keeping a calendar invite. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm fucking like, I (laughs) like Jesus Christ, dude. It's not a difficult concept to work out. I get the idea that I might be coming off as bitter. I'm sure there are some small business owners who are like, look, my schedule's really rough. Yada, yada, yada. But I got to be honest with you. If you see an employee day in and day out, right? You know that they're working. You know they're working hard. You know they're delivering for you. You see what's going on. You've never thought about firing them. And you walk past them. You got to ask yourself, when was the last time we talked? And when was the last time we talked about how they're doing? Because if you don't know how they're doing, they're going to leave you. Mm -hmm. They need all employees need to be nurtured no matter what sort of tough love old school you know my dad beat me kind of bullshit that you like to pull because you think you're in a tough industry or blah 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 (laughs) doesn't fucking it doesn't matter because understand that people are talking behind your back people are communicating with each other people are comparing salaries and people want to be treated well no matter what it is i'm not saying you got to kiss their ass or kiss the ring or anything else like that. But no, but I don't know. Make an effort. Make a fucking effort. Yeah. These are people who work for you. They rely on you for a salary. Mm -hmm. And they also look around and they see that your life is going well and the people around their lives are going well. And if they feel like they're falling on hard times or just not being appreciated, yeah, they're going to start figuring out one of two things. Questions will form. <laughs> well, it's it's the reality of like, I used to work for loss prevention for fucking Kmart. And Kmart was a great example of this. We're like, nobody understood what anybody else actually made. <laughs> so like you had this assumption that the managers were doing really well. And the reality is they probably really weren't killing it. Yeah. Like they're probably making 50, 60 K a year. They were probably a lot more comfortable than your, you know, at the time, $8 an hour employee, but you know, it's, it's a real issue of the haves and the have nots. And what it ends up creating, at least in a retail experience is theft because people start going, well, fuck it. Why do they get paid? And I don't, and I'm working twice as hard as they are just because they're here. They spend half the time sitting in the back, not doing shit. And why shouldn't I take stuff? And the reality is it's wrong. It's illegal. You shouldn't do it. You should have the moral compass to not do it. But I'm not surprised when it happened. And when I used to, to fucking bust people on it and, you know, I never asked them why, because I know the answer. And inevitably you get some manager that would come in there and be like, why'd you do this? You'd be like, why the fuck are you sitting on your ass half the day? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not. And then have the nerve to fucking come back here and ask a question. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not surprised when that's their answer, whether they're wrong or not, depending on your perspective. I get the idea that the mentality is, nah, fuck you. Okay. I, I, I can understand it. 
Like I really, really can. And I was the guy who had to bust them for that shit. Like I had to be the narc. I had to watch hours of videotape watching them load shit into grocery bags and shit like that. And, you know, crack emergency doors open and do some heinous shady shit. And in some of the cases, this was how they handled Christmas. This is how they handled putting food on their table. You know, they, they worked in the cafe and they would write off a bunch of food as being spoiled and then take it home and feed their family because their kids and grandkids all lived with them because they were all undereducated and underemployed. Like that's a tough thing to do, at least from my perspective of knowing that this is happening, knowing that the company is still financially sound doing this, but knowing that it's my responsibility to have them not do this because morally it's wrong. And according to my job, it's wrong. And there's other people working in my department. Like somebody's going to figure it out. So I got to, I got to take the responsibility of trying to end it. And then when I have the conversation with them and they're like, uh, well, my son and my daughter both have two kids each. So I have basically six mouths in the house. My husband uh, is recently deceased and I'm working, managing the, the Kmart cafe. They work part-time because they can't find better work. And all the kids are between the ages of three and seven. Yeah. How would you like me to put food on the table? (laughs) Yeah. And then I have to go, I'm really sorry to hear that. Also, you're fired. Also, we're prosecuting you. Right. (laughs) Right. And I feel like a fucking asshole because in a lot of ways I am. But at the same time, like it's my responsibility to be like, no, you, you, you can't do this because the losses that you take end up affecting the bottom line, affect the raises, blah, blah. At least that's the line I'm given. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who would be like, bullshit, Kmart can eat all of it. But also Kmart's not in business anymore. So I wonder how many other people have mentality. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the right answer is. But the point that I'm really trying to make is quit fucking abusing people and acting like they're just computers or property that you own. You can't just ignore it. You have to talk to them. You have to show them that you give a shit at a minimum. And then if there's money there, you have to be transparent with them. And if there's not money there, you really have to be transparent with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to know that they're not waiting for a bonus at the end of the year that's not going to come. Yeah. Yet, like, that's a real big thing in the industry that I came out of. There are shortages everywhere. There's a ton of talks about no bonuses, no raises, people getting laid off, everything else like that. But everybody's just supposed to work. But I don't know where certain people are half the time. Yeah. New vehicles are showing up, vacations, things like that. Whether one thing has anything to do with the other, doesn't fucking matter. I know you're having a great time and I'm fucking not. So that matters. Like that matters a lot. But either way, um, yeah, I guess the, the point being, what am I geeking out about? New Getting chapter out of there. <laughs> yeah. Getting out of there. New chapter, <laughs> new, new everything kind of taking a little time for, for myself in between and, you know, getting a few things done. Um, 
you know, regular kind of maintenance shit, things around the house, what have you, just kind of decompressing a bit mm-hmm. and figuring out what the next step is. Cause I got to start making real moves. Like I've always kind of had the mentality of like, okay, make the right moves for your family because some dumb shit might happen. COVID was a perfect example of like, boy, I hope I made the right moves. And like, luckily yeah. I was smart enough that even with everything that happened, I landed on my feet. Like I was okay. That reinforced my thought process of like, no, 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 no. Circle the fucking wagons always, always. Mm -hmm. So, and I know you, you felt it a bit and you know, it was, it's one of those, like, it's an ever changing market for everybody, but that's kind of where my head is. And I think everybody else is resetting their new normal of what they're willing to tolerate, whether it's going into the office and dealing with that bullshit or whether it's feeling abused at work or whether it's, you know, family shit or relationships or whatever it is, like, just take this as a moment and know that you shouldn't cut off your nose to spite your face, but you should not willingly find yourself in a place where you're feeling abused. Yeah. And if you are, figure out a way out. Don't make an excuse. Just figure out a way out. It's going to be uncomfortable. No matter what, it, like, no matter how you do it, it's going to be bad. Limit the bad. Fucking rip the bandaid off and do it. Quitting, I find quitting, it's like, it's, it's, I'm very good at quitting. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm real bad at quitting because I am, I, dude, like full transparency here. I should not, in all sense and purposes, of one, I feel guilty that I cut out early of my notice. Um, and that I spent my last day setting up work that I think the company will end up getting that will equal out to let's say a nice healthy chunk of change. And if you think of like, okay, (laughs) what does that really count out to half of whatever you think that number should be um, is, is what we're talking about. And I did that because I thought it was the right thing to do. Sure. But no one else is going to get paid, but that one person who I fucking hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I no, yeah. no, like the crews, hopefully will get work and that's great. And I think the crews will get work regardless, but like, I really do hope that the field guys get work. Yeah. I always felt good about, you know, you submit a thing, we get it. And we're like, okay, cool. Because I know that work I sell now is paychecks for guys three months down the road. Yeah. And that's great. That yeah. in the cold months when, you know, things might be tough and everything else like that. And they've got to get out there on top of the roof and go and lay shit down in 12 degree weather that they're fucking miserable, but at least they're able to put food on the table. Cool. I can feel good about that work. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But as far as everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quick. So see, I, I look, I look at it completely differently, but it's mostly because by the time I'm at the point where I need to quit a place, it's beyond the time where I need to quit a place. So it's, <laughs> so it's just like, I'll, I'll do my two weeks or in the case of the last place, um, I, I knew they didn't have anyone set up. So I gave them a big chunk of time, like a month right. in order to find someone to, to set up so that I could at least talk with them before I get out the door. But right. like, I like, I I have, and this is probably why it's so easy for me to quit. Like I, my loyalties lie with the the people directly here and like my friends and my family and stuff. And if 
my job is is making that difficult, then it's time to quit. And and that's usually when it's time for me to quit. Like anytime I've quit a job, it's been like I'm being pulled in too many directions and I'm miserable and I'm making everyone around me miserable. And so that's time to go. And it's going to suck for a while because like, right. uh, you know, trying to get back on your feet without having something to go to, that's always tough. But it, you know, I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> my, I, I, my I get is- you because I've never quit a gig without having another gig. Yeah. So I get the idea, like the idea of that's not true. I did it once. I quit a gig that I fucking hated and I felt really nervous about. And like they wanted me to do some genuinely sketchy shit Ooh. with uh, with saws on top of ladders. And I was not comfortable with it. And that's and a lot of people be like, yeah, you were being kind of a bitch. And maybe I was. And that's perfectly no, fine. No, no, but no, like, no, 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 no. It was no, one no. of those. I, I wasn't feeling comfortable about it. And that's just the where that lands. You're a so, bitch with all of your fingers. So fuck. Yeah, you. <laughs> I, I get that. I was more worried about the saw falling and not having one of my legs. Um, uh, but you're a that, bitch with all of your limbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice. I can count to fucking 10. So ah. um, there is that. Um, yeah. One of the dudes I work with can only count to seven. So there's there's a real argument to be had there. Um <laughs> Is the yeah. bitch now? Yeah, <laughs> I can count at base ten, base yeah. seven. Fuck you. Yeah, why don't you teach your grandkids how to count? Is it in multiples of five? I bet it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I get that, and I can, I, I totally agree with you, and that's kind of where my head is. Yeah. Now, and I'm, I'm trying to tiptoe around it, but like my situation was a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. Sure. Um, because I had other things that were tied in with the job. Um, so I, I had to kind of figure out a way to do that and do what's best for me and my wife, but also make sure that I assume some people there will forever call me a little bitch. And that's perfectly fine because <laughs> none of them would ever have the gall to do it to my face. <laughs> but the idea that someone who knows me and knows me well has to sit there and hear that and not say anything. I get the idea. That's difficult mm. for me, for them, for them not to tell me for yeah. me not to like show up and take a shit on the hood of their car. Like there's, there's a lot of factors going on that, that would really fall into the place there. Yeah. But that's, that's true. That that's going to take a lot of code switching for that person or, you know, here's a door. I'm going to walk in that direction. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. To, I have to take a shit now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where any of that's going to land in that sense, but like, that's yeah. why it was kind of one of those like, okay, find myself a happy way out and, uh, try and find uh, a, an amicable leaving process. And that's why realistically I ended up taking the week off is it was determined that this was the smartest way to handle everything, um, yeah. which is gives you an idea how kind of tense the situation was. It sounds like they were not mature about you leaving Brandon Chalmers. Uh, I can talk about this afterward, but uh, some of them were not, not all of them, <laughs> which created a whole different issue. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm geeking out about. Oh, also Forza five, Forza horizon five, Forza. Uh, the racing game. It's super fucking good. And you get to drive all sorts of rad cars through Mexico, which Ooh. means you get to run around 
all of the fucking open like areas and like not so much Mexico City. So it's more designed in like the more rural areas. Yeah. So you get like beaches on both sides and like big mountain areas and all sorts of shit. And all I know is, is I spent a good part of today uh, playing video games, which I haven't done in some time and getting a chance to drive real fast cars over real big cliffs and have a real good time doing it and nice. have very little consequence. And that made me very happy. Nice. So can highly recommend. Uh, it is a fun time sink. That is one of those games that I love so dearly that you can pick up and put down however you see fit and have a uh -huh. good time, basically wherever you left off. If, if fuck you money ever magically appears. Yeah. We need to build you a, a driving simulator, like a full kitted out kit. Like <laughs> there's, there's a conversation that that's happening about maybe getting me a racing wheel in one of the stands. Yeah. Because Forza definitely interacts with that. And, yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah. So Cause, cause that, this that is a way more reasonable thing. Yeah. The controller's fun. Don't yeah, get me wrong. It, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not, not the same. It's, it's not, not the same. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. 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 What, what, what I've been looking into was the, wheel with the pedals and also the stick shift and like the whole nine and like a whole Hell mounting yeah. situation where like Hell I would use yeah. the TV that I have here yeah. and like slide that over and set up the system on here and I could be able to like literally set it up and then adjust the height of the desk because this is a standing desk and get it just the way I want it and get the wheel just the way I want it and be able to actually like go and race and knowing even then that it's still world's cheaper than a project car and I don't end up with tickets I gotta, which is always a good thing I gotta talk to Matt see if they ever like redo the bungee arcade that's at their uh, place yeah but if they ever get rid of that thing they ship it fuck. over here sure, or yeah it. sure we need to visit sure. him we need yes, to visit that's, him that's really what it comes down to is I need to take a, a visit out there yeah um, but he's he's coming uh, next week, so that'll be fun. Nice. So is that what you're geeking about? What are you geeking about? Uh, well, Brandon Chalmers, sir, are you familiar with a dish called poutine? Are you talking about fries with gravy and cheese curds? I am. Okay, Brandon Chalmers, sir, in Rockville, ooh, there is a poutine place that has uh, popped up. Are you telling me, Jamie, that there's a pop-up poutine place? There's a pop-up poutine place. I think it's actually called pop-up poutine. Um, <laughs> but there, there is it a pop-up poutine palace? It's a or just a poutine place. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna now I have to get the fucking let's see, poutine motherfucker. Poutine. Is it temporary? So is it a precarious pop-up poutine place? It's pop-up, it's actually called pop-up poutine. Okay. They they have a food truck, so they go okay. all over the place. But okay. they they have a, a a physical location. Okay, they're open from ten to three. It's a poutine place in Rockville. It, that it sounds like we are definitely catering to a lunch poutine crowd. Oh yes, oh yes, which is one of the better ways to enjoy poutine. Yeah, but, I, I would agree with that. But they also do like late night, like I think they were at a soccer game or a football game from like five to seven the other day, like doing the poutine thing over there, at like one of the local high schools. So they got a food truck, but they also have uh, uh, an actual place. And Audrey picked up some poutine today for lunch and the shit was good. It was amazing. The fries, crispy. The gravy, gravy. The curds, amazing. The meat, meat. I think it was there is meat. They put meat. Uh, what is the meat? It was a. It was like a corned beef. 
Ooh, sliced thin. Thin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, draped, sliced, draped, draped precariously over. atop. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they they mm, it was Brandon. They right. it, they import their meat from Canada. Well, so yeah, they get I mean, the it's a poutine, poutine place. experience. Right, right, right. Uh yeah. It it were good. Okay. It, it were good. They have other stuff on the menu. They have like sausages and some stuff and wrapped sausages and all sorts of shit, but it's like a poutine experience. Gotcha. And they got baked goods. They got a whole bunch of shit. But she brought back a, a box of poutine. So good. Nice. So fucking good. Nice. Uh, it will probably never match up to what our friends in the North have because they have it everywhere. Yeah, but I've, I've never been up there, so I have nothing to compare it to in that ah, sense. Okay. Well, we've had stateside. So yeah. you boy don't know any better. because So this could reasonably be potentially my best poutine experience. It's it's pretty damn good. It's And it's pretty damn close because it's, man, man. And I don't know why poutine hasn't taken this, sto- this country by storm because Americans loved fried things and Americans love gravy and Americans love meat. And you put all of them together. And that sounds like, Perfect food for us. Nothing seems tough about Canada, and poutine's a soft fuck name. Mm. Mm. We can separate it out, and you can be like fucking gravy fries. Gravy fries. If you called it, if you called that truck fucking gravy fries, <laughs> fucking gravy fries. I can tell you right now. Yeah, you could totally pull up in front of a fucking monster truck rally and sell out. You Welcome. put a poutine thing in front of there. Yeah. Everyone's going to spend six minutes trying to Google it Putin. on their nine-year-old smartphone. What poutine is before they even bother or they're just not going to bother. Yeah. Well, I loved it. Uh, I want more of it. Uh, nice. You should come down and get some. <laughs> it'll be so That's good. Idea. It'll, so, it'll be so good. Oh, um, uh, Brandon, do you have time for a, a blind movie review? Uh... It, it'll be real short because neither. Yeah, if we can I do a real this. short one, my uh, I am not feeling so hot all of a sudden. I'm, oh, my, no. my stomach is not doing too, super hot. So let's oh, let's no. put a let's oh. put a timer up on the clock. What right. what is the movie that we have? The movie is Eternals. Have you seen Eternals? No, this is the one with Angelina Jolie and like the uh, two of the Starks. Yeah, two of the Starks. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, all yeah, right. yeah. So let me read the. So neither of us have seen this movie. Neither of us have seen this movie. But yep. we have oh. seen many Marvel movies. We are familiar yes. with the work of Jack Kirby. Y- yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is the description that Marvel wants us to know about. Following the events of Avengers Endgame 2019, an unexpected tragedy forces the Eternals, ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in a secret in secret for thousands of years, out of the shadows to reunite against man's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. They hate the kids in, on Deviant Art. They are not pleased with all the art theft that goes I mean, on on the site. I mean, same, because <laughs> Sonic OCs really are a problem for me personally, but okay. Uh, what else, Jamie, before I start going off? Because I already have fucking issues. Um, so that's, that's all that Marvel wants us to know. That's, that's all. Okay. So the deviants, I'm not going to look up the deviants, but here's, here's a thing that I have to ask the question of Jamie. Let me know if you actually know this answer. Okay. Okay. The deviants create a mass genocide of half of everyone in the fucking cosmos with one snap of their fingers. They did not Brandon. Really? They did not. So I guess the idea of looking at, so what you're saying is, is that, 
the Eternals are what? Ireland during the fucking war? <laughs> where like they just had other shit to do? Now oh I... no, people are in ovens. Oh no, I guess people are just going to get sent by train to the oh, fucking no. Nazi camps. And we're Ireland, so we've been through some shit. So we're going to witch about potatoes and then look the other fucking way. So I, I know the answer Fuck to this. this bullshit. I know already. the answer to this and it's not a good answer, but the, the shocker. Angelina the, Jolie is what in charge of this team. No, no, Please no. tell me the, the celestials, these ancient giant space giants told Fucking, them you oh, can, God. you are only on earth to defend against the deviants. And that's it. You can't go beyond uh, the scope of your mission or else what that, that part. Or I don't know. That, I don't know that. What? So they sat there and literally saw Thanos and one of them looked at the other and been like, we should probably do Camille Nagiani was like, <laughs> probably do something about this. And they were like, settle the fuck down. It's not one of the deviants. It's not in our contract. <laughs> like half of us might disappear right now. Like, because that's a real question is like when Thanos snapped the finger, did oh. half of the fucking Eternals disappear? Because there's there's 10 of them motherfuckers. They're 10 right. main characters. There's right. 10 so there's, main characters. Right. We've already got a way too big fuck cast. Yeah. Like we've got That's the entirety of Chumbumba up there. <laughs> and like you need you need 10 people to go tub thumping. You really need 10 people to go tub thumping. <laughs> now all I've seen is the the trailers. Uh, I am uh-huh. I I am very familiar with Jack Kirby's work. It's very bright, it's very colorful. Right. And this looks like a Zack Snyder film. It's so it's so sepia. It's like they suck out all the saturation and all the like if you see Thor Ragnarok, that's yeah. what I expect of a Jack Kirby prod, product. Because like, that's what it should be. Yeah. This this thing looks very it looks like Dune. Did 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 Thanos snap half the color out? Is that what happened? <laughs> Thanos Snapped in the saturation button. Ooh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> are, are all 10 of the mothers of the Eternals named Martha? Is that what's going on? <laughs> They're all named Martha. Are the deviants all, all, all the same mom? Is Angelina Whoa. Jolie named Martha and all the deviants mom is named Martha? Is that Martha. what's going on? So interesting fact, the, the, the Zack Snyder stands love this movie because the director Chloe Zhao said that she based her portrayal of one of the main characters on Zack Snyder's version of Superman. So of course, all of the Snyder bros are like, Oh my God. So amazing. Our boys recognize through the genius that he is. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm real fuck torn on this because like, <laughs> Near as I can tell, other than Angelina Jolie and the Starks, this is a rather diverse cast. It is a very diverse cast. Yes. And, yes. and in that sense, I want to give it a genuine college try and be like, yeah, fuck, I'll watch this. That's fine. But already leaning into it, I'm already like five or six things in the like, oh, can we fucking not category? <laughs> like the, the plot alone, I can tell you right now. If the deviants end up anything like the first bad guy from fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> I am going to be so goddamn annoyed because seriously, Marvel has consistently had the lamest fuck villains for most of its movies. It's true. Yeah. Like it, genuinely. Yeah. Like it, it, unless 
what I, you know what I want to do? I want to give fucking like Michael Keaton as the vulture, the power cosmic. Like if we can make him a genuine bad guy, somebody who can fucking act and work their way through like rad. I'm fine with that. Ragnarok is a great example. Badass villain, real fun, super neat, great background stuff. Secondary characters are rad. Okay, cool. Like you had the ability to do this and I don't understand why you fucks didn't get involved. And I'm like, I can almost guarantee you part of the subplot of this fucking movie is going to be what they did all Tarantino style during the Thanos snap <laughs> and an argument about how they should step in, but they're not allowed, but they really should step in. And then one of them's real mad at the other one about what's going on with a Thanos thing. And then these fucking uh, descendants or whatever the fuck their name or, you know, whatever Decemberists or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Uh, I, they don't show up until the last third of the movie. The deviant because they're yeah. the, because they're a weak fuck uh, enemy. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah, I you know why? Because we haven't seen them. That's true. That's true. If there was like this hidden element throughout the like, sure the Chitauri are here, but there's these other dudes in the background. None of the trailers have shown it. Yeah. No one's real psyched about it. Yeah. There's no leaked art about it. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No one's pumped about who's playing that cast. At least not that I know of. Yeah. Unless half of or or wait, is it a shadow realm? Are they their own worst enemy? Is that <laughs> going on? The second they, they break is that is that what it is? Where the second they get off the couch and bother to give a shit, that's when the shadow version of themselves split off and they have to fight their own evil versions of themselves. <laughs> and that's why. That, so I have spoiled myself uh, on what this movie entails. That is not what happens, but what you have described sounds so much fucking better. <laughs> that, yeah, and like, I thought what I described sucked. If if they were fighting dark versions of themselves, if right, because if, that if would make deviant, sense. Yeah, if you give them the ultimate out, power, yeah. and if you if you turn away, because all we're talking about is now a gigantic fucking religious allegory. Yeah. We're like, we gave you the ultimate power of faith, and the second you turned on it, you had to prove your faith back to the great one. Like, a yeah, fuck off. yeah, 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 just fucking yeah. piss yeah. off. <laughs> God no! Or, just, or if they turned out to God. be the de- if if like if they they forgot their powers and they turned out to be the deviants all along and then they figure it out they were like what have we some done werewolf some werewolf yeah. shit yeah 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 I like I like that direction much better than what we end up with Jesus like <laughs> and that's a bad sign because genuinely I have trouble watching Angelina Jolie and fucking anything since uh. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, she was great in that. That was fun. Like, like hackers, fucking rad. Swaying yeah. gone in 60 seconds. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Sure. Yeah. Beowulf, I start to really question where the fuck we're going. <laughs> and then like afterward, eh, like name something else she was great in. Uh, because everything I want to think of is actually Charlize Theron. Oh, uh, because everything that you would cast Angelina Jolie in to be great, Charlie Theron ended up stepping in the role of. That's true. Because somebody probably tried to cast Angelina as like Furiosa. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Or or as uh, Sphinx or whatever the fuck her name is in uh, in the Fast and Furious movies. Right. 
Right, right, right. Or the old guard. Yeah. Siren. I don't. I don't remember. I, she's I, I don't remember. But like the old guard is a perfect example of like that is a hundred percent movie they could have seen. Angelina Jolie trying to be a badass like she was pretending to be an Eon Flux and then <laughs> really not hitting the mark and then being weird and staring Bra- off into the Bra- camera Bra- and Brandon, then we move on. Bra- Brandon, uh, Charlize Theron was in Eon Flux. God damn it! This is what I'm talking about! <laughs> I will say uh, Angelina Jolie and Maleficent and Maleficent 2, she was really good in that. Okay, fine. I haven't watched those. That's fine. But um, I don't think that's uh, it, it's it's like a whole different you know she she made those movies for her kids she was great cool. in it cool um, great yeah great yeah those those were good but yeah i i see what you're saying uh yeah. so brandon out of uh let's see we will we will we will do the scale on celestial eggs uh out of five celestial eggs what do you give the eternals two and two at celestial best. eggs out of at five. best <laughs> And here's the thing. I got to be honest with you. I'll watch it once to see if I like any of the characters and probably won't watch it again because if it's going to be that fucking dreary, I I might actually fall asleep. <laughs> that's, that's why we have to get together and do it at Dan's place and, and cook meat. So we'll actually have so to what? We'll have a meat coma. No, then we're just sleeping <laughs> together. That's what. That's all we're doing. We're just making Zack Snyder themed nap time. Like, uh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, I no. I'm, I'm good. Like, I got to be honest with you. I'd rather pay a dude 20 bucks to watch it get real high. I mean, real high and then explain the plot to us as we're watching it with them. Because at <laughs> least then when cool shit's about to happen, they're going to be like, dude, 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 I'm be like, would you sit the fuck down and be like, no, no, man, no, man, this shit, this shit right here. And it's going to be like a four, but I'm going to wonder what the fuck this guy's getting all hyped about. Yeah. And at least somebody's going to be fucking excited about this movie because I won't be. <laughs> like, I, I, I won't. I refuse, refuse. To take Kit Harrington seriously as an action star, he is pocket-sized at best, and he doesn't even have the toughness of a Jason Statham. Look, here's the rule: Can Kit Harrington play fucking uh, Cheb Chelios and Crank? No. Then you can take your pocket-sized ass elsewhere. Tom Cruise could do it. Mark Wahlberg could do it. Like all these half-pint fucking stars who are swole as fuck and, and are badasses on screen, but we know genuinely can't do it. I would pay good fuck money to do a shot-for-shot remake with current-day Sylvester Stallone and Frank. <laughs> Because that would be the most entertaining fucking shit you've ever seen. Him and Crank 2 would be really hysterical. <laughs> Goddamn kaiju sliced alone. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> knocking down power lines and shit. <laughs> Christ, the internet would never recover. Fuck, that'd be good. Oh, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't buy your half pint ass. Great. You're attractive and you were in Game of Thrones. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Who fucking cares? Because oh, at yeah. that point, let Peter Dinklage be one of them. Yeah. Because I be said it before and I say it again. 
Put Peter Dinklage in every single role you want to cast that fuck in to be twice as good. For sure. If you'd have turned Peter Dinklage into Jon Snow, it'd have been fucking great. Yeah. We ignore all of the writing. Nobody cares what George R. R. Martin has to say. We cast Dolph Lundgren in fucking Peter Dinklage's role, and Dinklage is Jon Snow. <laughs> that would be great. Just fucking watch other people just call Dolph Lundgren an imp. Fuck, that'd be great. Just to make him have to sell every one of those lines. Uh. <laughs> Fuck. God, that'd be good. Oh, Again, man. Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone. Sly Stallone. Like, fuck. Right. Yeah. Just him mumbling out a Lannister always pays his debts. And then. Lannister always able, pays his debts. Right, right. Good dragon. Good dragon. Yeah. Fuck. Man, that'd be good. <laughs> fuck. Like, the ending might not have still yeah. been good, but. Fuck, that'd have been way better with the two of them. Because seeing, right, and se- seeing Dinklage pull it off. Yeah. On the dragon. Fucking yeah. Doctor Strange loving shit. Woo! Just fucking right. Yeah, just riding that fucking dragon. Oh my God. Uh, see, now I'm going to be disappointed when George R. R. Martin finishes the book because I'm going to read it and it was like, where's Sly? See, that's really <laughs> cute that you think he's going to live. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously. <laughs> that dude is currently right now grabbing his eggs and rubbing his legs like right now. And he's working out a heart attack. It starts from down low. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Brandon, I think we got to We're done. We got yeah, it. Oh, we no, got we're 100% it. done. We, we win. That's that's it. That's uh, it. All right, so two two celestial eggs out of 5. Yeah, I two two out of 5 and that's only because I want to see the rest of the cast do something fun. Yeah. And uh we'll we'll find out I guess later in December when it actually comes out. Sure, probably. Yeah. Or um, until the internet tells me whether or not it's any good. Don't listen to the internet. Just no, I know. I'm just, when I say the internet, I mean you. <laughs> I I am I am genuinely curious. And this is what I'm saying. You are more positive than anyone else I've I've come across. You'll give me an honest, even keeled review. As you're like, yeah, this is kind of fun, but maybe just in the background, I'd be like, that's perfectly fine. That's yeah. perfectly fine. From from what it seems to me, it seems like a setup movie. If that makes any sense, where it's like. For what more monotone shit for, for more shit because like Ugh. they're they're really put like by now the marvel movies are are episodes of a television series right no i get that and that's fine but also like if what we're gonna get is drab series of grays and lumbering fuck stories don't <laughs> don't you guys figured out how to do it the spider how do you in good conscience operate in the same universe where the spider-man movies or the Spider-Man movies, and Ragnarok is Ragnarok, and Guardians is Guardians, and then put that shit out and have potentially all of them in the same room. Because my question is, who wins? Does does just Taika Waititi just run around with a fucking like paint gun and just paint everything bright colors and insist on all of the lights and shooting in the daytime and like not shooting in Scotland. Like, is, is that his rule? <laughs> yeah. 
put some color back into the shot. <laughs> right, yeah, like, hey, we're going to do another Eternals movie, but we're going to do it in Barbados, so deal yeah, with that shit. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to set it in the 80s. It's a flashback right, yeah, we're, when we're they were gonna all s- on cocaine. <laughs> we were, fuck it, we're going to go hard. We're going to go back to the 70s. We're going to go into fucking, like, full-on lapels. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Eternals with lapels, man. <laughs> yeah, Peter's dad is back. That's what's happening right now. Y'all fucks are timeless. It's time... <laughs> To fucking shoot some shit with some shag carpeting. If you're going to have a series of fucking grays and browns, they are going to be pleated. Pleated. <laughs> oh, man. I love anyway, it. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All, so, right, all right, B. Uh, where can people find you? Fucking don't. But uh, if you really want to, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. Jamie Noguchi, where can they find you? Uh, Jamie Noguchi on Instagram, Angry Zen Master on Twitter, and then wherever. This is wherever you good talk. All All right, right, cool. 